Hello and welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. Normally on this podcast, I uh, bring on a guest and we have a debate. However, uh, every once in a while, I'm going to bring on a guest and we actually explore together uh, a terrible idea to see if it's actually a terrible idea. Uh, today's guest is actually Sean Gramiak, who is uh, the other half of the movie jerks. I had J.P. Fournier on last week, and this is kind of in the midst of our crossover episodes that we've been having. Uh, if if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, I was actually on uh, the movie jerks episode last weekend. So, you know, all together we have a wonderful time. Uh, make sure you go over there and check it out, where we discuss the movies uh, the Devil's Advocate and Angels in the Outfield, uh, both terrible movies, but you'll have to listen to that podcast to find out why. Um, that said, on this episode, I bring on Sean uh, to discuss uh, a, perhaps a new way of organizing society, a new way that uh, uh, we can you know, rule over people uh, that might might work out better for, uh, for at least some people. Uh, now, before we get into that episode, to uh, check it all out, I would like to remind my listeners that uh, although that this is called The Devil's Advocate, I am no way in league with the devil. In fact, I uh, hate the devil so much that I hope that he goes around most of his days trying to remember that one song they heard on the radio, and he hears it all the time, but he wants to like download it, but he can't remember the name, and he doesn't know the name, and he can't describe it to people so he it just tortures him that there's like this vague idea of a song that he can't recreate and it's just like i wish i had i want i want that song and it just bothers him for the rest of his life that's how much i'm against the devil now now that i've cleared that up let's join sean graymack and uh explore some terrible ideas I just want to welcome Sean Gramiak into the little studio of The Devil's Advocate. Thank you, David. Uh, and I'm excited for this one. Uh, this one's not going to be a, a full-on debate. We are going to actually... You, you have proposed a new way of how we could organize our society. You're absolutely correct. Okay, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hand it over to you, and I'm, I want to get to if this could be viable. So I might just be kind of like uh, making suggestions... Or nitpicking away, and then maybe who knows? Maybe we can take over the world. This Certainly, is, I yeah. highly doubt that. Uh, but anyway, let me. I'll make my point clear, David. Okay. Um, as you may know, we recently elected a new Democratic Party as our governing body here in this uh, province, in, in Alberta. Yes. Yes. So ever since we've been on the uh, under the iron fist of some sort of godless communist it's, totalitarian regime. Yes, it's cut a lot of a lot of my uh, <laughs> various people have uh, pointed that out to me. I'm my Facebook. Exactly. Every major business has moved out of this province, or they're scheduled to do so. so. Well, they haven't announced it. It's just, they're just going to pull out like Future Shop one day. Exactly. Just this whole place. One, one after a... That's right. It's going like, to make Mad Max Fury Road look like Disneyland. That's what's <laughs> going to happen right. when this takes place. So this is, the whole, this is the whole problem, David. This is the whole problem. Okay? We now have a government that wants to make everything fair and equitable for everyone. Now, how on earth is that supposed to help anybody? It won't. You don't think it will help? It simply will not. If the United States has taught us anything, David, yes. it's the fact that our socialist, socialized Medicare system 
has failed for the past 50 years and millions of people have died because of it. So that's what that's why Americans are always fighting it. Exactly. That's, they like right. look at the rest of the world and what they're doing. They're clearly messing everything up. Exactly. Yeah. So my point of contention is this. Yeah. If we are going to restore order to our society, mm-hmm. we have to enforce a class system. A class a class system. A class system. So we have like a hierarchy of like people Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so like, would this be like the caste system in India, or is it different? I'm actually glad you pointed that out. It would be. It would be kind of like the class system. It, there'd be three divisions. There'd be upper, lower, middle class. But in that, there'd be an upper, lower class, a middle, lower class, and a lower, lower class. There'd be an upper, middle, and a middle, middle, middle and a lower, middle, an upper, upper, a middle, upper, and a, a lower, lower upper. upper, but there'd be a floating division that <laughs> I call the upper, upper, lower. Okay. Not to be confused with the middle, middle. middle right. You, be, it's kind of like how uh, the soccer leagues work over in England. That's yeah. Very, and yeah, and that's an appropriate comparison because... If you look at the British class system, yeah. no one can argue that British colonialism hasn't improved every country that they've been in. <laughs> That's a bold assertion. <laughs> no, because, you know, and you mentioned the caste system, too. Yeah. Can you imagine if India enforced a $15 minimum wage? That would be crazy. We wouldn't be getting stuff from them anymore. Exactly. Or China? Yeah. What? You couldn't get cheap towels anywhere. <laughs> dollar stores would cease to exist. And how would the lower classes live if dollar stores weren't around? Well, that that, that is very true. So what, what do you do with the lower classes then? Are we... We're, how do they survive if they can't have like a decent living minimum wage then? Well, and, and this is the point I, uh, I come to with the lower classes. I think, and let me just explain just for a second, the way, if you were to graphically think of the class system I'm proposing, it would take on the shape of a turnip. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> like, a, like right side up or like the point... No, point down. The point, point down, down, like yes. traditional in the ground. Okay, That's right. So you'd have kind of an upper class that's kind of big at the top, and then a lower class which kind of tapers down to absolute poverty. But in the middle, there'd be a thin, thin slice. The widest slice would be the middle class, constantly getting pushed and pressured because it has to support both sides of the turnip. And eventually it would be compressed so much that the turnip would explode and you'd have to plant the seed again. <laughs> so you'd have to, like, take on a new government? Yeah, Right exactly. over it? Like, That's oust right. everybody? So wait, how is this different than, like, what we already have? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I'm really glad you asked that. It's like you're knowing where I'm going with these questions. You, you <laughs> predicted. I think the whole problem is this, is that the, the system does exist, but no one knows what classes they're in. Because the thing is, put it this way. If People I, have a vague notion of what class they're in. That's right, but it's not enforced. Like, if I was waiting for the LRT and I was thrashing my butler, right. some member of the lower class could actually pick up a phone and tape me and become even more... Like, they get so many YouTube hits, they'd be more popular than world champion polo player Ignacio Nacho Figueres. <laughs> How crazy is that? Like, what crazy is that? So, so because in our society, if somebody can do a YouTube video, they become popular, you wouldn't know that they're lower class. That's right. You have to know that people are in the right class. And I'm proposing a system of hats. 
Okay, so that that way we can demarcate. Yes. Who is what class? That's right. So okay, first of all, I want to know what hats are in these systems. Do now, we ha have we figured out which that hats? I have not. That I've not. But the thing is, like, I I'm assuming like a top hat's got to be at the top. I would hope so. I would certainly hope. Like so. a bowler hat right underneath that. Yeah, that's more of accountancy and banking. Yeah, that'd be the banking class. Okay. Most likely, the middle class would be represented probably by a cowboy hat. Right. I would probably think. You know, and the lower classes, who knows? It might go right down to beanies. I'm not really sure. Right. But the general idea is I want to know who I can pick to carry my sedan chair. That's generally what I want. You know, right. I want to be able to look out and go, that person is someone I could ride to the bus stop. Right. <laughs> and, and they'd have to do it because that's, yeah. Yeah, because that's the class they're in. Now it sounds now, sad, I know, but you know. Well, can here's the other thing. Social mobility, that's the, that's the problem with the, usually the caste system. Right. Right? So, like, right. can you, like, get into an upper, like, move up a class? Can uh, you? Yes, I would say that you could. But you would be harshly treated every step of the way. You'd be prevented from getting to the upper classes just so that if you got there, you know that you really earned it. Right. So there would be very limited. So you couldn't do this. Ability. You you couldn't just become an overnight sensation and just kind of no, skip all the way to the top. That's the whole problem with this system. I mean, come like on. reality TV shows have really messed everything up. Exactly. That's that and hip hop. You know, the thing is, I don't have anything against this music, you right. know, because it's basically all the sampled music that I love. So I enjoy that part. So you like all the, like the, the three second loops that they yes. use. Yeah. And sometimes that's all I will put on repeat. <laughs> yeah, so, listen to the first three. Yeah. All right. Okay. I've listened, I've listened to Uga Chaka for 15 minutes straight one time. <laughs> <laughs> From the great hip hop song of what is what is that one I called? I think that's Blue Suede. Yeah, Blue Sweet. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> the entire idea—that's that's the problem. Everything's in a state of imbalance. And look at this. Look at me from a romantic perspective. It would be so much easier for me mm. to find somebody if I knew which women were financially distressed. Right, because <laughs> you have the higher hat than them. It would be easier to kind of. I've got a big credit line, and I know how to swing it. So, <laughs> there you go. So, th I guess that would make it a little easier in that regard. I would hope. <laughs> I would desperately hope. You wouldn't try to shoot for, like, a hat higher than yours, though? Well, okay, so here's the thing about that. By now, you probably surmise that I'm a conservative. So, the next example will probably right. make a little bit of sense. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> when he was doing his There's thing, not too many good arguments that start with Adolf Hitler. I know. This is an uphill struggle. Especially I mean, in a, if we're talking about governments. Right. But here's the thing. He imagined a day when it would be all blonde-haired, blue-eyed, strapping men and ladies. Kind of a super race sort of a thing. Right. But if you look at any pictures of Hitler, what was he? Dark-haired... Black and white. Like, yeah. Yeah, black and white all the time. Right. Color getting closer to the end of the war for some reason. Right. I don't know, but generally not blonde-haired, blue-eyed at uh, all. Right. So the thing is, the point is, no one ever comes up with a system if they're going to be in the middle or bottom of the system. So I'd be a top hat right off the bat. So, okay, I guess if you were going to implement yeah. it, yeah. You're... De facto, yeah. Yeah, so you, there wouldn't be a higher hat that you... Well, no. so then what would be the... So okay, how do you? How would you move up? How what, what what kind of things would you do? Would it be hard work? Would it be 
uh, like a test? Would it be... Undoubtedly, hard work, a little bit of graft, a little bit of political corruption, I would assume, you know, stuff right. like that. Yeah, kind of like what's being done now. But, uh, yeah, it would be something that generally... Uh, yeah, it would be good old Protestant work ethic. You know, just nose to the grindstone. 60 hours a week, kind of wasting your life away, and then getting to the top and realizing that it's generally unfulfilling. Right. Yeah. So... So you're not really proposing really anything new. The only difference is now we've included hats to just make sure we all know where everybody is. Hats and a turnip. Don't forget the turnip. So, I, I mean, if people... Like, so that, that's how you'd be introduced yes. in social studies classes for... Yeah, we're living in a, in, a, in a world where the average high school student gets out with what? A grade 7 education? Probably... So right. they need things, infographic for them. So basically... If they they can, love infographs. They love it. They love it. And they would grab onto a turnip. I know they'd grab onto a turnip. And that'd be the easiest way Is that because mostly in the society would be wind up eating turnips? Probably. The lower classes most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tie it in that they, they want this system because turnips is all they have. Let's look, you know, yeah, look at pre-revolutionary France. A lot of turnips. lot of turnips, <laughs> I assume. I think. Yeah. My grasp of history isn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evidently, if you're going to pre-revolutionary France. <laughs> Notice how that was before a revolution? Yes, of, but, yeah, but up until that point, up until the revolution... Everything was just great. <laughs> you can't tell me that it wasn't wonderful. <laughs> For the people that were in control, yes. Yes, yes. But you're, you're not grasping the fact that the only way this is good is if you are in control. <laughs> and if you aren't, then don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about them. That's the thing, them. There'd be a lot of thems. thems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'd be always talking bad about the class lower than you. Of course you would be. For sure. That's how you... Yeah, those damn beanies. Look at those beanies. <laughs> you might be going to be careful with the use of the word beanie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that doesn't evoke a certain image. Let's get away from that. Chef's hats. How about that? Those damn chef's hats. They're puffy damn chef's hats. Right. That's good. And they get in the way when I'm sitting in my sedan chair and my two gentlemen with their chef hats are carrying me along. I can't see where the hell I'm going. So what would chefs wear? That's an, that's an interesting and peculiar problem that I'm still wrestling with. <laughs> <laughs> at this moment in time. Maybe it'd be a special chef's hat. Maybe, maybe your lower classes would wear purple ones. Or ones, you know, that you'd probably get at a discount. I would assume... <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah, purple chef's hat would not really fly. So how would that affect like things like fashion and art? Spe uh, especially fashion with like the hats. Right, well, I would think for the lower classes there'd be no such thing. Because they'd be spending so much time just meeting the basic it. needs. Yeah, exactly. So that would be largely the echelon of the upper classes. And uh, would it affect them? No, I don't think so. You know, art, art and all that sort of stuff is kind of free-flowing. And it, it, I don't think it would make a difference. You'd have the occasional revolutionary weirdo, like some right. sort of commie, pinko, Bolshevik, who'd probably be painting all these paintings about class struggle. But that's what you need. You need a class system if you're going to have class struggle. Wait, are we going to have, uh, Would you vote your leaders in? That's another sticky question. Because you can't have votes going to everybody. 
You know, <laughs> anything we've learned from our present system, uh, you know, you, you just going to bring in NDPs of all sorts. I know you're going to get yeah. Once. You're going to have people that are like, we want change from all the the corruption of people who are just throwing their money around. That's right. If you if this last election has proved anything. When you hand the vote out to the common people, they always make a mistake. Yeah, it was like we've had 40 years of these guys taking money and misappropriating. The top hats. The top they, hats. They're taking money from us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From us folks in the middle of the turnout. I want but, you to remember that. We're strictly right But you said that you're not going to be in the middle of the turnout. Well, but the thing is, now I am. You know, if you were to look at the infographic, I'd be, I'd like to think upper middle turnip. But I'm really lower turnip. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like lo- upper lower turnip or like lower lower? T- lower middle turnip or upper lower turnip. Somewhere on that borderline. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm striving to get higher up on the turnip. <laughs> it's hard. That's my ambition. Yeah. So, see, once again, we're coming back to it's not much different than what we have now. No, but, like, I think the real problem is the enforcement side of things. That's the thing. Any system doesn't work unless you enforce it. So, really, you need, I don't know, you know, I hate to say it, because it always sounds bad when you say a martial law system. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't haven't heard too many good positive... See, this I would suggest uh, if we were going to like if rework society, I would suggest going on a like kind of a merit based kind of a system. Of course, you would, comrade. Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> what? Well, it's just like here's the problem. Like laws are often getting in our way because like uh, you get these silly things of uh, you know. Uh, where judges are making weird calls on laws, like sending people away that they shouldn't be, like parents are being arrested now if they let their kid go off to the right. park and all this kind of stuff. When you know the kid, why are you doing that? You know the parents are responsible and all kind of thing. And it's because they're like bound to the letter of the law. I want a system where uh, the law is determined uh, by the gut a lot more. Like, yes, you have all the written out rules, like don't kill each other and don't do this, don't do this. But when you go to trials, there's a lot more of this, like, know what? Yes, technically it was like this, but I'm going with my gut, and I know you're a bad person, or you you are innocent, because I'm going with my gut. That, I feel we need a gut-based system. We're, we're too hung up on rules and laws. I always knew you were a filthy nihilist. Listen, <laughs> like is this a gut-based system? Yes! I would like to see you pitch that at Harvard. Well, <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Dershowitz, but I propose a gut-based system. Well, you get your leader at the top, whoever yes. he is, and then, uh, especially if it's like, he has to be voted in. That's how you start. But then he gets his advisors, uh, and he has to do the advisors, that, like, he's got to really think about, like, if you had, like, a science advisor who's going to help us through, like, the crisis with the environment and, you know, how do we handle all this? So you, you sit him down for an interview, you ask him some science questions, you know, yes. very, started off like that. And then it's just like, oh, excuse me, uh, I have to leave the room for a moment. You leave the room, you lock down the room, and then that guy has to MacGyver his way out of the room. And then if he can't make it out, well, then good. We didn't want him. We want somebody, like, you, you go with a gut based system. That sounds which, a lot like survival of the fittest. And who was a big fan of that? 
Hitler. <laughs> now, no, he wasn't. I will settle. I will settle for a vote-based system for the leader if the vote is heavily influenced by the military. <laughs> no, that that is not really a vote system. <laughs> well, it kind of is. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying there should be a vote system as long as certain people aren't allowed to vote. <laughs> so you can determine who votes and not... Based totally on income. Yes. I mean, the thing is, once again, if you look down in the States, that's been working out remarkably well. If you don't want certain people to vote, you just look at their income and you redraw the maps. And then you... You get them, voter ID laws. Exactly. 15 pieces of ID that you can't possibly have. You know, all that has worked really well for the, you know, for, for, the, uh, for the reigning politicians. So... You know, I think we can learn a lot from looking just down south and applying some of these rules a little bit, you know. Like, circling back to the caste system, do you think the untouchables in India actually get the vote? Probably <laughs> not. I don't think so. Pro well, probably not. Yes. Well, I can't, well, the, the, the thing is then... Who are looking out for the, uh, the, the, lower, the lower turn ups? I think think you're not getting the point, and that is nobody's looking out for the lower turnips. <laughs> See, because, well, the middle class... Well, why would they want to be a part of this kind of a system, then? But that's a problem. When you're in the lower class, you don't got any choice. See? And that, that whole thing, if I don't have that choice, that provides the impetus for upward mobility. And on top of that, you talked about this earlier. Upward mobility, there's going to be some... But it's going to be harshly, harshly opposed every step of the way. But there's going to be a vast chasm for plummeting downward mobility. And I think, you know, I think that's going to work quite well. So it encourages people to get to the next level because then they're like, well, it'll be a lot harder for me to go down further. Or, uh, or it, it's tougher for me to get to this level. But once I get to that level, I'm going to stay there because if something goes wrong, I'm heading back down. The, it's a big snakes and ladder game played with your entire life. You know? That sounds horrible because that's one a terrible game, and two, I I, I don't know because I don't know how you're going to get people on board. How are you going to get con convince people to do this? Well, frankly, I think the upper class will be all on board with it pretty quick, and you know, like the current upper class, oh, for sure. And because the thing is, what's the chances that one percent ever going back to the lower class? Not at all. You know, not unless we have one of these pesky revolution things, and God forbid that should happen. Well, I think it's going to happen fairly frequently. This this, this would be my concern. Is like it's a, it's an unstable system where like keeping well, and, and think of what what the internet what what happens with the internet because you're going to have people vocally speaking out against you. I think China has proved you can restrict the internet all you want. So that's number one. Number two... I don't know, because then you're going to lose... Like, people love YouTube and people love Twitter. You know, like, yeah. think of Instagram. You know, you can't cut it out. You'd have to... You'd have to have people just regularly watching the internet. I suppose... Or you'd take stuff away that people can't live without. Their smartphones. There's this magnificent thing called propaganda. So I think if you started doing these Instagram things where you had a lot of people... Like, people... Like, very kind of posters that make you want to, you know, sing and dance with phrases like, it's great to be at the bottom of the turnip. That would be fantastic. <laughs> like people dancing around. Like back in the days of Russia, there's, Pote was it Potemkin? 
I think it's Potemkin is the one who built the fake city, the whole facade, so that when, was it Catherine the Great? I think it was, went through the city, she thought the city was just great. The problem is it was masking horrendous poverty. See, I think we're looking at something like that, something that looks really good, but probably in the inside is pretty rotten. It's a pretty rotten turnip, but, uh, you know, still, still pretty good. But here's the thing, nobody likes turnips. That, you know, uh, well... Then we have For to good talk, reason. I suppose. And this is, doesn't help that argument at all. Yes, maybe a little bit of overlooking on my part, but there's got to be some other bulbous vegetable out there. There's got to be a beet. Why not a beet? Everyone loves to be at the bottom of the beet. That sounds better. Beet, because kids love beets. Like, they like beets. They've got a whole set of heads that someone's dedicated. Right. That's awesome. And you could lead people into the lower classes that they wouldn't even know it. <laughs> it's great because you could have something in those headsets that continually go it's great to be at the bottom of the beat it's great to be at the bottom of the beat it's great to be would at the that be the maybe beat. maybe we've solved our problem for the hat on the bottom oh my gosh they, they get beats yes everyone gets assigned headphones that's great so it would be a lot of money up front it would be because sure. beats are kind of expensive. But that would all come out of the middle class. <laughs> like most things, it will all come out of the middle class. Through their taxes, right. That's right, exactly. That will make the middle class uh, even more reticent toward the lower class, and it will make sure that the upper class makes billions of dollars. Or at least Dr. Dre will. God, I hope you're not sued because of this. <laughs> well, Dr. Dre is no longer involved with beats. Oh, thank goodness. So... <laughs> So I, I think we should be okay in that regard. Oh, hmm. But that's, I don't know, because the problem is, it, with the internet, we have, you know, people are going to figure it out. They're going to rebel, no. and people are going to be plugged. See, the thing is... Have you seen what's on YouTube? People aren't going to figure anything out. As long as... <laughs> <laughs> I guess people, if they, keep, they have access to their smartphones now, and they didn't realize, like... Well, as you know, David, smartphones, dumb people. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily make you smart. Well, I think you, you can potentially make a coup of this if you get the right people on board. Uh, probably. You know, and I'm no slam against the Canadian military, but I mean, if we're trying to do a political or a military coup, I think we might have to, you know... Get some outside help? Get some freelancers in here somewhere. Who knows? But that's a totally different thing. You know, I don't want to reveal all my plans before the new class system comes into play. I think it's better if we just have a nice kind of product placement thing in a lot of popular movies. <laughs> Slowly make it popular, like have yeah. turnips Yo, show yo, up. it's best to be at the bottom of the bee. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get better marketing on that. Drop yeah. this bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... I, Perhaps we can look into something like this. This is not such a bad idea, actually. I know! I know! That's why. If you're on the ground floor of it all... Yeah, you don't want to be on the ground floor. You don't want to be at the bottom of the beat. So, but why would people currently, like, what? okay, you go to the upper class, the upper of the would-be beat. Yes. If you go to them from the start... Like they're gonna look at us. We're like we're we're like schlubs to them. So yes. how are they gonna bring us into it? I think it's like all other scenarios where you have to provide a compelling case that will make them even more money. 
So, you know, it's the whole thing where... Uh, it's like, like a, a Dragon's Den yeah, type scenario. Or an internet startup, you know? Internet startups, absolutely no substance to them whatsoever. But you go and you do the song and dance again. Beat. Beat. A lot of beat stuff. Maybe a lot of girls dressed in purple, that sort of stuff. Right. And they go, wow, we could uh, market this through a fast food chain. And next thing you know, kaboom, we've got millions of people enslaved. <sighs> Not enslaved. That's not the word I was working with. Sorry. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. that, that's awkward. See, I, you, you went, you were doing good. Yes. Well, that's okay. You know, uh, don't worry. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. In fact, if you actually listen to this entire interview, I was saying that everyone in this class would have the potential to move endlessly upward to the top. And you could be a part of the top of the beat. You could be, yeah, you could be on top of the beat. Well, I think you might have a winning, There, I know there would be a lot of people who would be on board with this. Undoubtedly, especially uh, people who like hip-hop. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Well, well, Sean, uh, I hope you bring me to the top of the beat. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss the details later, but... Uh, I'm getting your hat measured right now. <laughs> I'm very excited to uh, be a part of the New World Order as led by Sean Gramiak, especially since I'm going to be on the ground floor. I mean, all he charged me was $500 for an introductory kit so he can uh, teach me what kind of hats we're going to use and how we're going to identify people, how we're going to subjugate people, and how we're going to rule over them effectively. And uh, it's very informative, that's for sure. Uh, if you have any, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of this, maybe you can follow him on Twitter get some information from him. You can follow him on Twitter at STFUGramiak. Uh, you can also find his comedy website, uh, SeanGramiak.com. And uh, he, he doesn't only do, do comedy. He actually does public speaking, which makes sense. If you're going to take over the world, you can't be telling jokes all the time. Sometimes you need to be serious. So maybe you want to bring him in to do some uh, public speaking. And you can find that website, SeanGSpeaks.com. I uh, find uh, more stuff about that there. Uh, finally, he's also one half of the Movie Jerks, which you can follow on Twitter at Movie Jerks or go to their website, Movie Jerk, <laughs> Movie Jerks, uh, MovieJerks.ca, uh, where you can see all their episodes, including the one that I was just on, uh, which was a great time, a really good time with him and JP Fournier. Uh, finally, before we go, I would just like to remind people that I'm not the devil. It's just that when I sneeze, it sounds like I'm saying evil incantations. Don't be confused. See you next time. Mm -hmm.